Hey, what's up, everybody? Tim Castleman, and welcome to another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim Castleman. I already fucking said that. Sorry, I'm a little starstruck today because I have two of the baddest motherfuckers in the land. How about that for an intro? You guys are in for a special treat because this is the very first, the inaugural musical guest, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado... The motherfucking O's. What's up, hey. fellas? Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Everybody, calm yes. down. Yes. Calm Slow down. down. Everybody relax. Pull over. Stop masturbating to the podcast <laughs> and just, <laughs> just listen. So, all right. I brought these guys here because I am a huge music fan. I love local, live, awesome music, and I love supporting bands that are just getting started, have been on the road for a while, trying to break out to the next level. And for me, I always love learning more about the musical business, and what better way for me to learn that from two guys that are fucking doing it day in and day out. So I guess the easiest way to begin is, who the fuck are you guys? So uh, let's start with you, uh, John. Tell, tell a little bit about yourself, and then Taylor, I want to hear some more about you your background. You got it backwards, that's so just fine, though. No, wait, hold on. Hold <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, I got fucking right. notes and everything. Yeah, Taylor, I know, this like is this. Taylor, Ta- Taylor, Beard, John, Burley, yeah. that's John, right. no, Swirly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Swirly? This is literally, Burley. This is what my note says. Taylor Young, facial hair. Yes. John, can't pronounce your last name. Pedigo. Pedigo. But I like no, none. None. No facial hair. <laughs> I thought you guys John, were going to fuck with me. Also known as none. None. Yes, exactly. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, this interview is already going well. Um, I want to thank the O's for being my musical guest. And um, now 20 minutes of music. All right. Taylor with facial hair. Yes, sir, Tim. Yes. All right. How old are you, first of all? I am uh, 34 going on about 24. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. I'm working on being 24, but I'm 36. Awesome. Okay, I'm 35, going to be 36 this year. My buddy Chase Powell, who's letting us uh, rock in his meat shack here, I think the O's thought they were going to get killed. They were like, oh, do we just chain ourselves up here? Is that what happens? Yeah, well, then, you, then you walk in, and there's like a couple blades and a crossbow and some kind of like pot of something poison boiling in the corner with like a witch looking over it and rubbing a ball. It's freaky as hell in here, y'all. And you have the perfect place to dispose of any bodies just across the street in that little water tank. Oh, no, didn't you guys see the chickens we got like cannibal chickens behind there we just cut you guys up and your oh, chicken feed bad. Hey, oh wait spoiler alert sorry oh, all right so let's talk about how you guys met because i've read your biography on the website but uh what was the first musical instrument you picked up uh drums at age eight so I, at I was age eight taylor's just not did you get it as a gift I got it. I wanted it as a Christmas gift. Uh, I I was pretty obsessed with MTV at an early age, and uh, my parents gave me a drum set, which in in retrospect, like if I do have kids in this crazy life, that would be the last thing I would want them to play because I had to practice those things all the time upstairs in our house, and how annoying must I have been for a majority of my drumming career until I was any good, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Symbols like playing drums. Six thirty a.m. They're trying to get one more hour of sleep in, yeah, and, here's... and like you know, I have a cheap PA system. I'm blasting Stone Temple Pilots and then playing along to STP, and it's like, man, shut up. So yeah, so drums for, since an early age. I okay. don't think any musician's gonna wake up at six thirty and start practicing though. Just just to like, oh, uh, you say a.m. Yeah, said, yeah, said... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought <laughs> no, at that bro. age. Like, I thought that how's age. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like my friends. They're like, dude, I, like I called you at nine o'clock. I'm like, uh huh. They're like, why didn't you answer? I was like, I was asleep. Nine o'clock. Yeah, they're like, why didn't you call me back? I'm like, I am. Like, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I know, you're my first call. Like, back off these nuts. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm sorry, I made better career choices, all right? You went to college, I got 
my GED? How's shit working out now? You know. So what about you, John? What was your very first musical instrument? I played guitar. So starting about sixth grade, so I played guitar forever. And then uh, when we started this band, that's when I picked up the banjo. So, wow, badass. So six years ago. Okay, gotcha. So you started just the banjo six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's absolutely. He's pretty crazy. damn good now too. He's fucking amazing. Yeah, you guys Shoot. slay. Shoot, they guys. Say. Yeah. Shoot, guys. More but less. Sorry, you guys more. can't see the circle jerk just going yeah. off. Uh, you know, underneath the table with all of us. I'm going to get a mop. How did you two meet? How did the O's come to be? Well, Dallas music scenes, we're from Dallas, so music scene is relatively small, especially when, 10 years ago when we met. So, you know, when you're a musician in a small community of sorts, you know, you run across each other. And he started playing drums. Like, we have a country band called The Boys Named Sue. And uh, so he started, he like, filled in on drums for a couple times. And then one night we started, we went out and started drinking after that, and we started the band like two weeks later. Wow. So you were in a band. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And you just filled in. So basically, let me get this straight. You were married, right? You were married with this other band. You meet someone on spring break, right? right. You have a couple drinks together. <laughs> you drink her cute. And then before right. you know it, you're like leaving the stable family to go with the girlfriend. A stable family would be uh, a Can nice we air quote those? Yeah, Can okay. we air quote those? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, By the way, we have no legal insurance. Please nobody sue the podcast. We have to shut it down. That's okay. So, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want a boy named Sue or whatever the band name to fucking come out. After me, Boys right? yeah, see, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys meet, and this was what 2008, right? Exactly. Yeah, 2008. Wow. Right. Awesome. So, because our first album came out in 2009, right? Album. We started recording in August of 2008, but we had started this band in June. So we basically, like, you know, I got a banjo, he started playing guitar, and then we set a recording date. We're like, well, we can't suck in August, so we have two months to not suck. Holy shit. So, okay, so you we guys... continued to suck for about a year after that live until I figured out how to plug my guitar in, string a guitar, and tune a guitar, and stand there and kick a drum while playing an instrument that I don't even know how to freaking play. Yeah, I mean, the first couple of shows, like, for real, like, um... What's happening? Oh, I, I'm just saying, I can hear whatever you're doing. I can hear that. Yeah. That's why we're doing a recording. <laughs> Fucking amateur hour here. My fucking friend Chase is like, hold on, can I put this call on speakerphone? I mean, this super sensitive NSA style fucking recording device. That won't pick it up, will it at all? Yeah, like, yeah, like, there's a fucking bee outside having sex. I can hear it in my left ear monitor. Slow down over there. So, seriously, so you guys joined a band and you didn't even know how to play the guitar at this time? No, not really. I mean, I had one lying around for a while and I had been writing songs for a year prior to that and had kind of been stocking them up until I felt it was absolutely necessary to reveal the fact that I was writing songs and I had told my friend Toby and John and then John threatened to buy a banjo and I was like sure that's fine and then he actually bought a banjo and showed up at my place on Lower Greenville in Dallas and said let's do this thing so we did the thing we sat up in the little treehouse thing wrote four songs recorded them and then we recorded the rest of our first album early that next year in 2009 and that album was called we are the o's yeah we are the o's 2009 right and then you guys followed it up with between the two at 2011 that's correct right yeah. then you got thunder dog 2013 that's and we're right. getting ready to start recording or finally do the last part of recording with the new album which is called honeycomb okay and you guys are recording that in dripping springs okay gotcha in june of this year with hopefully a fall release that's correct now see that's what's crazy because we're friends with folk family revival and they just released their new album name the dropper yeah, exactly. You know, and John Popper and Ludacris and a couple other yeah. badass hoes. You know, yeah, like I know a, Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
what's crazy to me is those guys release an album in April of this year, but it was already done in February of last year. So are you guys like that where you're trying to like, or are you guys nah, like fucking no. hot off the presses? No, we do it. We record it and we get it out there. The last album, Thunderdog, we put out by ourselves on our own record label. This time we're going to record it, um, get it all mixed, mastered, drop it to about 15 labels, give them about a week to make up their mind and then figure it out. No yeah, shit. so hopefully somebody will put it out <laughs> other than us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just we don't have the facility to, you know, run a label, really. I mean, we don't have the time yeah. to run a label is really the deal because we're playing now 200 shows a year and we don't have time to do anything else other than to do what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, we barely can think straight. We've already played almost 80 shows or something this year. Yeah. Like, and, and it's. It's just April. the beginning. Or just oh, yeah, now just May. the beginning of May, yeah, right? It's yeah. Full yeah. On, full yeah. On. Spoiler alert, right? We're recording this in the early May. So you guys are here. Oh, yeah. Week sorry. After. No, it's, yeah. it's two weeks from it's now. It's two right? weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. Christmas time. So, like, is there a strategy for you guys to keep releasing new CDs about every two years? Because that seems to be the pattern. What's the strategy behind that? Well, I mean, you always want to release stuff. So it just seems to make sense that we're doing it every two years just because we. We'll tour the cycle, you know, of an album for a year and a half, then we'll start recording, and we'll, you know, by the time it comes out, it'll be it's two years. So it works out just right. At least it has, I think, just right. Slow and steady, man. Slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race, That's right? right? Yeah. So what is the process for you guys when you start thinking about, do you both write songs? Are you primarily the songwriter? Who carries the load when it comes to songwriting? We pretty it- much, we split albums in half, then we write a couple songs kind of together. I think right now we have too many songs. We do have too many songs, and we're going to be cutting a lot of songs for this coming album. But whoever's singing the main vocal, which is half the album me and half the album John, that's the primary songwriter. Then we meet, we rearrange, we add stuff, uh, we throw things away, we add, you know, just kind of go through it and figure it out. So how many songs will you guys go into recording session with? This album, probably 20 finished songs, and we might... We'll probably put 12 on the album, and if we have time, and if we're flying in the studio, we might try to lay basics down for some of the other songs to put out an EP maybe halfway through. We've never done that move before, so... That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. You guys heard it first. Yeah, by the way, I get... I've been thinking about it. Can I just get the spare change off the money made off that? Like, (laughs) you guys can keep the millions. I just want, like, the 23 cents. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm making a million. I'll give give you whatever. Well, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blowjobs all around. (laughs) All right, here we go. But it's the deal, yeah. It's once we're already set up and we're getting good banjo sounds and good guitar sounds, we can kind of just start flying through takes. And even if we could get the basics down for some of these other songs and we can revisit them later on in life, then that's great. But, you know, songs don't die. It's like even though they don't don't make this album, they might pop up somewhere else some other time. Yeah, I've seen other bands do that where it's like they play songs live and you're like, what album is it on? Like, we haven't recorded it yet. They record a new album and it's not on there. You're like, fuck. And they're like, yeah, it just didn't fit the flow of the album or kind of what we were trying to go for. Is that what Ludacris says? Yeah, Ludacris. That's what me and Luda... I'm yeah. sorry. All his friends Luda. call him Luda. Let's, yeah. Yeah, let's Luda get, let's get Lu- real. Right. Saint Lunatics. When he's like, yeah, Tim, I got this song called I Got Different Hoes and Area Codes. I was like, that's going to be a winner, Ludacris. I don't know if you know that. Luda. Luda. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, I just, you know, I try to keep it formal. All yeah. above board here. Professional. That's what I want people to think when they listen to this interview. Like, these fuckers did it right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what is the recording process like? Do you guys go away? Do you guys do it at home? Not, you know, in the bathroom? Do you guys try to go find other studios? Do you bring in outside producers? Or do you guys mix it yourself? Or how does that all work? No, I mean, the first album, we did it in Dallas. Second album, also did it in Dallas. Uh, two different producers there. And then the last album we did with the guy, uh, Frenchie, who's got a studio in Austin. But we recorded it out partly in Austin, but out in um, 
what's it called? Tornillo outside of El Paso, Sonic Ranch. This time we're going to, he's going to produce it again, uh, along with this guy, Sean Raleigh, who is the son of Greg Raleigh, who's the keyboard player for Santana and um, Journey. And so they have like a studio setup of sorts out one of the ranches in Dripping Springs. So we're going to go out to Dripping Springs with Frenchie and Sean, and we're going to, you know, we're going to do it. I think that recording in Dallas is kind of a thing because. You know, we'll want to go out every single night. Friends will want to stop by. And so that's why we did the third album. You go, you stay where you're recording. You work, 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 sleep a little bit, get up, and just keep on doing it. Get in a zone of some sort. We really enjoyed doing Thunderdog that way, so we're doing it again. Staying at the Raleigh Ranch, sleeping there. And then it'll be four dudes in the room. I think Greg will probably stop it every once in a while to uh, throw a barbecue party or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, um, apparently he's going to want to have a hot, like a pepper eating competition or something like that sounds great anyways so basically he wants to scar your vocal cords yeah. before you record right on, dude. i think oh, wait, that's a terrible idea <laughs> yeah yeah that doesn't seem right so we might become a synth band i guess after nice, recording nice. with him uh, yeah. i was kind of hoping for electronic dance music but you yeah. know you guys do you it's fine uh, yeah. edm is that what you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah cool okay. yeah, 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 yeah yeah well you know i mean i don't want to use the vernacular again you guys are pros uh, you know yeah, what's yeah. up so like how long does that take you go there you got four sweaty dudes seeing each other's balls every day that's in right. one room right i mean is that not how you guys record? Yeah, I keep my clothes on, but yeah, oh, okay. there are four sweaty dudes. Right. <laughs> so, like, is it like, uh, like, what would we be there? A couple weeks? Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Wow. So you knock it, and, and in two weeks, you're going to record twelve songs, mm. definitely, mm. and maybe lay down up to how many tracks? At least the basics. I don't know. We're going to get as many as we can. I mean, it's cool because we'll go into it. We've got a little home studio so we can kind of set up tracks. So we, when we get there, we just start recording. You know, everything's kind of ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, so like, you do some pre-production work right, at the house, then, right? So we got it kind of set where we have a scratch track at least of the tune, and then we can just build on that. So we're not worrying about arrangements, worried about the BPM of the song, you know, get all that stuff that usually takes up one or two days in the studio and not waste time doing that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but still, so. that's a fucking song a day. I mean, you guys are cranking out for the album. I mean, you know, as far as... I, we're, we're pretty good, Tim. We're pretty good, dude. There's just two of us. There's just yeah, two of us. How yeah, long yeah. could it possibly take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have like an 18-piece orchestra? Yeah, now, we do we don't do six hours. We're doing like twelve hour days and stuff like that. Twelve, right. fourteen hour days. So we, you know, it's we're working while we're there. Yeah, you're busting ass for sure. Now, do you guys have anybody that comes in? Obviously, I know you got a producer. But I mean, do you guys have anyone that comes in, or you're planning for this album to have any special guest? Or we haven't had anybody yet. So yeah, no, it's usually always just us. Gotcha. Yeah. And you guys write all your own fucking songs. Yeah, right, yeah. right. right. Yeah. John's a pretty good bass player. I'm a pretty good drummer. We can pretty much play everything that we need to play. We don't really need to be asking for any outside help yeah. necessarily. So if we want to add something It's because you're badass motherfuckers. We get it. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Hello. Why do you think you're the first musical guest? I mean, you're the only one that said yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But besides that... <laughs> Besides that huge bar that you, you know, like, we tried to get the mamas and the papas, you know, and then I was like, ah, Stevie Wonder, he's blind, he won't know the difference, apparently he did, and now you guys, so. Now, how do you guys fit all this in on, I mean, you're fucking touring 200 days out of the year, how do you fit that in with a tour schedule? We told a booking agent we can't play. We blocked these dates (laughs) off six months ago, and we are playing up until the day we record, and we are... I mean, we record up until July the 2nd, and we're playing Billy Bob's in Fort Worth for the big July the 3rd and 4th party with everybody and their mom, Hayes oh, Carl. Oh, shit, wow. So, yeah, so everybody. no break. Basically, go, you'll do a show, go in, and then right back on the road. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, we go right back. We're playing like three or four shows right in a row right after that, so it's going to be pretty intense. So you book it six months out. How much of the album is in your mind? How much of it is done? Like, are the songs, do you already have them kind of written down and kind of know, or does the deadline help you? I'm a deadline you know? dude, man. Yeah. So like I, I see that. You were the coming. guy the night before that was like, I got to turn something in. <clears throat> right now, the creative process can flow. 
but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I tend to work better that way. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't. The immediacy kind of makes me go faster. Yeah. I write. I write and write and write throughout the last every two year break that we do. I'm always writing and always recording demos at home, and so. To get ready for this album, I just had to spend a week going through all the songs, making notes, seeing which ones I think would fit with what I think that this album needs to sound like. And then me and John get together and we throw things at each other. And, the, and now you said a two-year break. Like, do you guys take some time off? Then, no, 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 no. I'm saying a two-year break from recording. We oh, record gotcha. every two years. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Between the time of us recording those two years, I'm usually consistently writing. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. And then you go in, you knock it out in two weeks, and then that's going to be the end of June. And then how soon after are you guys trying to get that album out? Depends on a label and you know how that goes. But, but I mean, really. As soon as we can, like we want to get people new music. June twenty so. seventh, you guys heard right. it here first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would not. throw a guess out there if it'll be out in September. Wow, yeah. that's, that's a pretty good guess. That's absolutely crazy if you think about that. No. That's I, I saw nuts. you look at him with that noise, but yeah. no, that was him. Yeah, yeah apparently yeah, I'm sorry. gonna have to. Yeah, I didn't realize I had musical guests that. Yeah, like I, I got to play tapped out. I got to do policies, right? <laughs> I got to just feel like everyone t- shut your phones off, cover TPS reports. I didn't even realize I had my phone in my pocket. Nah, you're. So I'm always curious about the business. Side of it, and that's what I really want to talk to you guys about. How has the music business changed since you guys started in 2008 to today? Like, what do you think are some of the biggest changes? I think the biggest changes happened about 15 years ago. So, when you, you know, when Napster came along, there was a time when labels were giving money to bands, you know, signing bonuses. Yeah, let's talk about that. Pre Napster, kind of what was the music business like? That's what it was. I mean, because people were selling albums so they could get pretty big advances. So, bands, even if they, they dropped you, you'd still be getting like million dollar signing bonuses and stuff. So when Napster came along and people stopped buying music like they do, you know, no one buys music anymore. So from then on, like, I mean, labels started folding. They started, you know, merging with other labels. And so there's only a few left. And, and the way that those labels are even working now are, are geared towards a whole different kind of market, which is the streaming market, which is the digital market and all that stuff. And so even the labels that are still around, they're probably still around because of the way that they changed with the music industry. Right. Well, I mean, let's talk about streaming because, you know, I'm a big fan of Spotify. I have all your albums there. I have, you know, unlimited things. But as musicians, what's your feelings on the streaming services? Well, I mean, what I would have said five years ago is that it kills the mid-level band because if you're unknown, it's great. You're getting your music out there. But if you're in that middle period where you're still having to work like a, a job and go on tour like that was the time like it, it say 15 years ago you were selling 100,000 copies right right which would be or like 20,000 to 100,000 that would be like the mid-level band okay now you're selling a few thousand you know what I mean and so you, it's really hard to kind of switch from that to the does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, if you're used to selling 100000 now you only sell maybe ten. I mean, that's a big decrease in income. Right. And also, you don't have labels because I, I agree with you. At least this is how I've seen it from an outsider is it used to be they'd invest in ten bands and say, you know, okay, we can lose on eight of these because we're going to really hit it home with uh, these other two. But now it's like we can't afford to invest in anybody but winners. And to me, as an outsider, it seems like you have to come in with a lot more. Like you used to, you know, it's kind of like uh, sports, uh, you know, used to be able to show up to spring training out of shape they'd get you into shape and then in time now it's like you got to work out all year round for you guys you got to build an audience you got to be out there touring you almost have to come to a label and say hey here's who we are here's our fan base here's our facebook here's our twitter here's our they want a full package a successful package already right they're not going to roll the die on things like they used to they want you to already be touring 200 shows a year bringing x amount of people to your shows, selling this amount of albums which is funny because 
at that point, you could just be doing it yourself, and you don't really need the help of their help, really. Yeah, I mean, it's there is an irony there, you know. Well, like yeah, when I mean, you get to that, yeah, they used to this girl or this band or this guy, you know, they have some potential. We're going to give it a couple years. We're going to let them tour. We're going to let them develop as musicians. And now it's like you say, you know, you got to be stage ready. You got to be touring. You got to kind of do it. So if that's changed so much, what is the benefit of going with like a, a record label versus just doing it yourself? Well, I mean, not a lot because these days the record labels will throw like I think they call them like three sixty five clauses or whatever they are. Three 60 deals. Yeah, so basically they become management also, so they're making money off everything everything yeah. merchandise like every single 360 means everything oh, okay. the, whole, the, the whole thing I thought, I thought it was like 360 days i was like what is yeah this? i knew it was like taking yeah, 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 yeah. but What's, it's 360 yeah. they take a percentage of every single bit of income that's coming in from so any, from whatever it is when you book a tour date they're getting a check for that right? yeah, or a everything, piece of it. everything merchandise everything yeah bar tab do they at least cover part of that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. like we put sony out of fucking business but they're in the reason why they're doing a lot of this stuff is because of the amount of money that people are making on the road with merchandise i mean people are, are beating their their guarantees show guarantees with their merch sales a majority of the time the, the bigger bands are beating their yeah their yeah. guarantees with yeah. just thousands of dollars of cotton being sold well it used to be the labels would make their money on the album and then the acts would make their money on the tour and the merchandise that's right well, now that they can't seem to make their money on the albums now they want to come into your absolutely pocket. right right yeah. so, so let's talk about that uh, because we have this debate like what do you think that band made like for you guys where would you guys classify yourself right now like as far as are you a middle band or are you a, a, a middle act most of the time a headliner an open i mean like, I, like tonight right you're playing blue light you guys are the middle if, I, if i'm correct that's correct right? yes, yeah. so there's an we're opener so- there'll be you guys and then there'll be the uh, no dry county who's got a record released tonight so yeah, they're yeah. they're the bell of the ball mm-hmm. right right so for you guys what is the purpose uh, because this is something i always am like well why is a band opening here but then maybe they're headlining there what is the purpose of opening for other people i would guess it has something to do with building your following an audience but that's just reaching a new fan base right if you're playing your own headlining shows which we do in some markets awesome great but we're not getting in front of like brand 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 new people you know it takes a lot to get people out to shows these days and so if we can get in front of a whole fresh batch of people we can usually pretty easily win them over and then we have a whole nother group of people to to hang around so why do you think it's so tough to get people out to shows these days i don't know i have no idea yeah why weren't I, you at our first show, uh, Blue Light? What's up? Well, I, first of all, I didn't know about you. Yeah, Se- the second, the, the day that's, I knew about you guys, that's 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 we all got deal. tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why you're doing it. Exposure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now it makes sense. Holy shit, mind blown. Yeah. Interview over. <laughs> I'm going on the road. Yeah, so, that's the music business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah a done. true epiphany. And, yeah, done right there. Good to go. So for you guys, obviously, it's about getting exposure, but how does a band like you guys make money so you can survive? Do you guys have day jobs? Are you working? Are you guys selling drugs? Are you you like our friend Mason mowing lawns on the side? We, we officially, after, uh, I guess, within this year, don't have time to do anything else. Like, we used to have day jobs, but that stopped. Yeah, well, I mean, we do... One thing we do do is... Uh, so every, you do do. That's good. Every Friday at 4 to 6 p.m., 95.3 The Range. We are DJs. So we have a radio show every Friday afternoon, so that kind of helps. But, I mean, so on the road, we'll kind of satellite broadcast or whatever we can from wherever we are, which is pretty cool. So I guess we have that. That's our day job, that's I guess. Our, that's our day job now, I guess. Um, yeah. But the only way that you can really make money these days in the music industry, if you're a couple of band dudes, is you tear your ass off, and you tear your ass off, and you tear your ass off, and then you try and you hope and you pray that one of your songs gets placed in a television show or a movie or something like that, and you can get some publishing money. And th- those are the two 
ways that you can make money. So now. it's like, not even like radio, right? It used to be like, oh, if we just get our song played on the radio, then that's then we'll, you know. I mean, I know that helps because if obviously if people, you're Jason Aldean, maybe, but I don't. Yeah, he's, New, New yeah. Country Radio is a whole different flipping beast now. It's getting played. Every, I mean, you if you're in your car listening to you got your car, it's playing in the gas station intercom and then you go into the gas station and it's playing in the bathroom and this is all in every single state in america and over in europe i mean it's crazy so for people like that yes they're probably making some money off that oh yeah they're making a fortune i mean you make on actual radio you make a little bit of money but on streaming services i think you're making point zero zero three yeah it's like it's like one one hundredth of a cent it's point zero zero seven yeah so you're getting nothing you know so what was i'm just curious if you know this or not what was the smallest check you've gotten from spotify or the biggest or any it's all rolled into like tv and stuff so i don't know i can say that the probably the smallest is about two cents you got a check for two cents yeah from them yeah an actual hard i i want to see the check it's direct deposit okay so then uh, then they didn't lose money yeah yeah yeah, it's direct deposit yeah did they send you a bill for 36 cents but like here's your two cents minus the cost of postage it was definitely on the tax paperwork they sent (laughs) it was like yeah you know the good thing now is now our quarterly checks from ASCAP and bmi like have at least two digits before the dot yeah so that's Nice. That's pretty nice. That's yeah. nice. That's good. That's always, <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. always good. So, I mean, as musicians, <laughs> right, I'm sure that you guys would like for someone to sit down and listen to your album in its entirety. So yes. with the way that it is now with the streaming and people just kind of buying singles, how do you guys as musicians feel about that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We're living with it, you know? We're doing our best. We're, play, we're just trying to play shows and keep going, so... I still like recording albums. Yeah. So, you know. Because the album, I mean, it's like a piece of art, obviously. It's got ebbs, it's got flows, and it, there's a whole, when you listen to it in its entirety, you can kind of feel or go along with that journey. It's hard to do that with I Got Hose and Different Area Codes in three minutes. You know? Right. But I mean, really, as a band, we want to put out as much stuff so people have more, you know, you listen to one song, it's over. If we can have 40 minutes worth of stuff, then it gives you something like you just said, like you kind of go on the journey with us, you know, right. for 40 minutes or whatever. But it also helps with the, the touring act, stuff like that. But like we went and saw Uncle Lucius a couple months ago at a, another bar here in town. And it was you went to f- another bar instead of the blue light? Sorry, sorry. Interview. Sorry, Over. interview done. Yeah, blue light shut us down. The tens and tens of people that are there. So we went there, and it, I can say it's the first time I've ever been to a concert where everybody was there, or I would say a large majority of the crowd was there, to hear one fucking song. And as soon as they heard Wolves Away, well, dude, it was it. like a mass exodus of people. And I've are nev- you kidding me? I do, I've never been to a show like that. I'm telling you. I didn't know that was happening with them. 60% of that audience. Now, here's the thing. We saw them in blue light. They played one of the best shows except for the one of course you guys are going to play tonight but they play and everyone stayed for the thing but there it was like literally in the table in front of us were like just fucking play wolves away so we can go home and like the second they started they were all like and i've never seen that before uh Man. live it's yeah. just crazy and you got to play that one last then you know? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like... i mean they played it middle of the thing and you know and, and i mean it, then after that was a great show because the diehard fans and stuff like that were there and, and hung out but it was just that's the first time i can ever say i've seen that and that's coming straight from like that's the single that they pushed on texas radio you know what i'm saying and so you wonder i don't know we're trying to figure this out too right now and figuring out how we're going to push our singles do you want the people there to fill the space until they've heard the song and they leave or do you just want them not to come at all i, I don't know the answer <laughs> i would say please just come to our shows absolutely but I, you know what yeah. i'm saying I don't yeah, know. it's, a, it's no. like that australian dude what's the uh oh yeah the um um anyways you'd know the song it was played like every second but anyways he played uh, somewhere in seattle twelve thousand people and then he played his song which is 
I can't think of it. Well if, well, if we remember it later, I'll let you know. Gautier. Cool. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah. played the song, okay. and then literally, like, midway through the set, and more than half left. I mean, you're talking, you know, going from 12 to... to six thousand, yeah. Four to six wow. thousand. It's like, man, that's got to be a kick in the nuts. Yeah. I'll just say, what a nut punch that yeah. is, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, or punch. Yeah. A kick or a punch. <laughs> a kick or a elbow, punch. Yeah. haymaker, a DDT. So, for bands like you guys that are doing the tour and stuff, like, how is it that you're making money? Is it tours? Is it merchandise? I, I guess a better way to ask this question is, because I'm always curious as a fan, what's the best way to fucking support you guys to where you're getting the money in your pocket that can help benefit you guys the most? I mean, really, merchandising. So, that's anything. Like, I mean... Merchandising, telling people to come to our shows, and that's... that's you yeah. Know. Yeah. Because, you know, the more people... More everything, right? No, absolutely. Can you tell that truck to be quiet? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, guys. We're radio show here. Oh, the drag races are about to start. Oh, Oh, that's what it is. That's great. Yeah. So really, it's merchandise. So it's not even the door that much anymore. I mean, are most your guys' doors guaranteed? Are they percentage? Is it or is it kind of split? You know. And again, if any of this is none of my business, too fucking Uh, bad. You agree to do the interview? No, there's always a guarantee plus a back end. Right. So the more people, yeah, the more you'll get after a certain you know. Now at this level, the merchandise that you guys are selling, most of the time you get. keep 100% or do you got to kind of give a little kickback? Well, we have three albums. The latest one, it's all us. Uh, the first two were on a different label, so they get basically split receipts with them. So they're getting half of that. Now, are you talking about the door or are you talking about merchandise? Merchandise, sorry. No shit. Yeah. Really? Wow. So Merchandise if, through a record label. You, are you at, cause I'm talking about if I come like tonight, right, and I'm just blown away or, or I want to come see you live. When you're and, blown away tonight, yeah, yes. And I buy me an O's shirt, right, yeah. and a yeah. koozie Thank and you. a hat. I, oh, I really appreciate that. And a that. fucking CD. Oh, thanks. And, you know, oh, that's yeah. great. It's a good and sale. Some shots yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, it's okay. good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I can write you a check, right? I mean, don't cash it. Sure. Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll post date it 2016 there's deposit with check on Bank of America you with your phone okay. yeah. it's funny how you guys are so low tech when it comes to everything else but when it comes to getting money you're like no I just put, <laughs> put your DNA right there like we we got it but I mean do you have to kick back some of that to the labor or is all that yours I'm well, talking about during your live shows that you're doing yeah no I mean just like I said anytime we sell one of the first two albums the, but just the, the albums not just not, the yeah. CDs just hat, the albums yeah hats koozie Fun, Thunderdogs all us all of our koozies hats shirts that's all us fuck man that's absolutely crazy so like i know you guys are visionaries thought leaders if you will yeah of course so where do you kind of see the music industry in like five years i don't uh, i don't know man that's a tough one i mean everybody gets like all the bigger people these days are youtube sensations you know what i mean unless you're like a megastar you're jack right. whites and beyonce's or whatever right 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 um I would say that it's all going to country, considering like anywhere you go, they're well, blasting new country. Yeah, well, could, because it used to be just well, that the country and like rap music was making all the money, but now country music is rap music, and you know what I'm saying like Nelly's about to put out a, a country well, I mean, album. The guy from and the, being a Blowfish, Darius Rucker, he's got yeah. what 19 fucking albums out, and, and Dude, yeah. like 19,000 hit singles I already. That guy's awesome, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it used to be those two genres that were selling, but now even rap's going to new country, and so it's—I think it's gone country. So, so I've heard this. <laughs> it's gone country. country. I, I've definitely heard this, and you guys can tell me if if you believe it. But I heard like all the all the music makers and the and the record business people when they were doing all the pop shit when it was really popular, and then it declined. Then they just went over to fucking country and started producing country stars the same way they produced pop stars. And that's why, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about new country, about how fucking shitty it is, how it's the same. There's even a, 
popular mashup where they take like the 12 most played songs yeah, yeah. and they're like yeah, this, yeah. they're fucking identical yeah. they just have you know yeah. new georgia county line and you know and so so i mean have you guys kind of seen that as you've gone around and stuff or am i like way fucking off base what is, what's the question? <laughs> uh, what's the question? I don't know. I was just trying to impress you with my music. Like, no, it just seems like that's kind of why I feel like country is kind of done it because they took a proven oh, formula that worked mean, yeah. with pop music and they just yeah. said, now we're going to go to country. But new country is pop music with people, real or fake accents over it. And then you throw in a banjo or a slide, or a country instrument, and you just throw that in there and that's what makes it country music. Right. Now, I mean, tambourine, country music uh, um, instrument or not? No, it's not enough. Uh, that's mama's and papa's business. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, but the new country guy the producers are all ex-rock guys so now you're hearing like 80s rock and like sort of early 90s rock you know but also with this hip-hop vibe you know for the streets right yeah country music for the streets for the kids for the kids it's for For the the kids kids. i mean is that frustrating for you guys because here you guys are you're writing your own fucking music you're touring 200 dates out of the year you know you're playing live shows you know you're going in between headline or middle open or whatever i mean is that frustrating man being that there are one billion bands out right now and there's a trillion bands making albums in their back houses and putting them out however which way and that we're able to do this full-time as like our full-time job i would say that we're not frustrated with that we're pretty lucky that we're able to actually do this and continue to slowly and slowly climb and not go down yeah man so, no, I got no problem. Can I get a piece of the new country pie? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I tell you what, every new country song we play, we'll cut you guys a check. That Sweet. Great. That'll never fucking happen. Yeah. Darius Rucker's coming next week, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him that you, you guys go? are big fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, no, he's great. He's Sound awesome. on the rooftops. Yeah. It's, oh. The game's about to start. Yeah, apparently he's going to take a break from country to go back to Hootie so they can do one yeah, it's more all, it's retirement. All, it's all Letterman's fault. Yeah, yeah, of course it is, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, Life on the Road, 200 shows uh, a year, right? I'm guessing Wednesday to basically Sunday, you guys are on the road. Yeah, mostly. Unless we do like two and a half weeks out, that's pretty much the thing. Yeah. Two and a half weeks well, solid, you guys will n- go No, I'm saying we do Wednesday through Sundays unless we're doing like a two. Like, we just went out with Cody Canada and The Departed, and he's they used to be pretty much cross-Canadian ragweed. We we went out with him for about two and a half weeks in the Midwest, um, and we do that, you know, a handful, two handfuls of times a year, and then yeah. if we're not doing that, we do Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah, I mean, basically, our booking agents will send us an offer and say, y'all want to do this, and I think 99% of the time we'd say yes. Yes. yes, yes Are they yes, paying us? Yes. Yeah, will yeah, they feed yeah, us, sure. and, and do we great. have a bar tab? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And a hotel room? Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys get yes. hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah, to get your booking agents. Thank you, Red folk, 11. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... So how do you guys stay sane on the road? Because that's got to be a lot of windshield time. That's got to be a lot of time away from the fan. Like, oh, we listen to New Country, of course. Yeah. That's how we stay sane. Honestly, like we listen to New Country and then we laugh. You guys just get Jason <laughs> Aldean tattoos every yeah, right. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you don't have to name the place because I'm sure you want to go back there. But Popeyes. What's, what's the worst gig that you've ever played? The worst place you've ever uh, played? I was going to say the worst food is Runza. Uh, that's a Midwest place, and Runza is the worst restaurant that I've ever eaten. At. Except for if we're in Nebraska touring in nebraska i think runza is great and i think it's it's a great establishment and i love the taste of whatever that meat is that's all the diced White Castle up flavored Could you guys hold meat? for our sponsor our new sponsor <laughs> runza, runza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah and that's why we're a sponsor free podcast right there man yeah. i'll tell you what we learned something that we did even oh, before the o's we've been touring in other bands forever and ever and ever and i did not know about this midwest nebraskan thing there is a meal at runza like a number one number two number three whatever the kind of thing that you get and this is a bowl of chili with a cinnamon roll and a Coke. Yeah, like that's how you eat it. That's cinnamon how you roll eat it. 
and a cup of, let's be real, it's not really chili, but they call it chili. A cup of chili and a Coke. Okay, so cup of chili, cinnamon, yeah. cinnamon roll on top. Some people, no, no, no. Some people cinnamon eat the chili. The base. Some people eat the chili and then eat the cinnamon roll. Some people eat them together. Like there was all kinds of And then you drink the this. Coke, though, right? The Coke is still I liquid co- form? Yeah. You, you, okay. You can, pull it, you can pour it down your pants or yeah. throw it on you somebody. Don't have to drink it, right? Pour it in your boots. Hey, man. Whatever. Whatever tickles <laughs> your fancy, I suppose. Well, I mean, if you're going to pay $4 for a fancy meal like that, you know, yeah. you, you can do whatever the fuck uh, you want. Yeah. Aranza. Anyways, the worst show? Yeah, the, like the worst place you played a gig, like, you know, on the back of a trailer somewhere. Like, you know. Those are like, usually fun, though. Yeah, the trailer ones are usually a blast because then they include a lot of beer. So. The worst show we've played. I mean, I remember the like we've had two of the worst shows a long oh, time yeah. ago. Like there was one in Austin and one in uh, Danbury, Connecticut. Those were shows that we couldn't make it through the set. Yeah, like, those would be the worst shows. Okay, so we let's oops. stop there. We oopsed early. Oh, okay. Did we premature uh, party a little bit? Maybe. Yeah. This is back few. in 2010, though, man. We learned our lesson since then. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Ish. We mostly learned our lesson. So just so I'm clear, so you learned a lesson. So after the gig tonight, you guys are totally cool with partying until like 2, 3 in the morning, oh, right? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you wouldn't lie to me or anything. No, no Especially I would never. being recorded. No, no. Absolutely I mean, not. come on. Especially We're on record. Oh, guess who's getting coke and hookers after the show? <laughs> not me. I, I can't afford it. Yeah. Well, so what do you do? Like, you just go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, where are the O's? Well, one night or was, was it more like, one night uh, was me. fucked off the stage? Yeah, one night was me when I was him, so I guess... I remember me, like, you know, having to kind of guide us through this. And then the same thing, I assume, than the other. I don't remember it, so. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, going back, I remember where I fell apart. I was trying to do the solo on a song called California off my first album. And it just <laughs> okay, it, did, it just didn't work, and I just walked right off the stage. <laughs> I walked right off the stage. I was like, that's it. We're done. I think we played, like, four songs. <laughs> yeah, they like, yeah. Yeah, but, right. but don't you remember? But they were like. We got off the stage like, oh, great job, guys! Like, great, great show. And Danbury, like, everybody was like, really, like, y'all did great tonight. It's like, what the? Were you watching? That? How? What? <laughs> Do you think they were just happy that people actually stopped to play for them, or is it a pretty big town musically? No. Yeah, it's probably. I don't remember. I was pretty blacked out, so. Yeah, I've hidden that memory. Nice. That's yeah. good. So that sounds pretty close to the top of the list. But what has been the craziest road experience for you guys? There's a place out in, in the desert, Joshua Tree, in a town called Pioneer Town, and it's like this town that was built by Gene Ott for like basically a movie set anyway so there's a place there called pappy and harriet it's really awesome it's like the best place ever so we played there we played there a couple times but the last time we played there we were on the bill and they go hey guys do y'all mind if uh, you share the bill with helmet and we're like hell yes. <laughs> yes and so we got to play with helmet in the desert and it was awesome and it was so cool hanging those guys are so cool holy yeah. shit so that was, that, was, that was a really really good one and then we just did uh, last year. We went to the United Kingdom, and there was this band called Delamitri. And they're a Scottish band, but they had a massive, massive hit over here. And they got back together after thirteen years, something like that. And they took one band out, and it was us. And we did six to ten thousand people every single night at places like Leeds Empire. Where, where I mean, it was like beautiful theaters. The Hammersmith Apollo, the Liverpool Empire. We played. The Hydro in Glasgow, which is like where Madonna's playing right now, right? And like, dude, it was it was absolutely insane. Yeah, it's funny. I've I've actually know a couple bands that have gone overseas, and they talk about like the shows there are, are crazy. Like they're playing to uh, I had another band I opened for a guy by the name of Jake Bug, and they were like, you know, they were used to playing like maybe who opened over Jake Bug? Uh, it was a band called Honey Honey. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey Honey. Why do I know that? I know that too. Joe Rogan Myers. podcast. I've talked about them a hundred times. Probably, probably yeah. because of you. Probably. Anyways, my that's, tat, my that's tattoo, huge, man. Right? Yeah. Jake Bug no. is massive. Well, yeah, I mean, and it was it's pretty crazy. So, I mean, that is the question I have for you guys when it comes to tour. Like, how do you cycle 
psychologically deal with playing 6,000 people one night and then two weeks later, you know, maybe in fucking Nebraska playing for 12. Like, how, how do you deal it does, with that? It does. There's no dealing with it. No, Besides heroin. It. I mean, I, heroin's I, a given, right? I mean. Man, I think actually the show we played after that tour, we played like the Hammersmith Apollo. Like it was massive. So cool. Sold out. Yeah. Sold a bunch of CDs. Yeah, fans for life, you know. And then the next show, I think, was like in... I don't remember where it was, somewhere out like in Denton or something to like six people. <laughs> oh, like, shit. It was like, what in the hell is happening? You know, like, <laughs> Did you guys not know we were a big deal? <laughs> yeah, like, I thought dude, everybody, I we mean, were the last two weeks, like a week ago. Right. <laughs> You're so cool. You should have like, listen, uh, get yeah. the jet. Hold on, let me pull up some pictures. Uh, yeah. Look at this thing, man. Look at this thing. And, yeah. Did you have that conversation? Like, okay, listen, okay, we're going to pay the house off. It's no big deal. Yeah, like, yeah. We're get the I jet. Mean, yeah, I want the G4 waiting for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To fly us to Denton. I like it's a G4, yeah. not a G6. Yeah, like we're well, like a yeah. couple of you know, yeah, couple yeah. of editions back. Yeah, I mean, let's back. slow down here. You're not Luda. I mean, we <laughs> are. Right. You know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's cloth seats, not yeah, leather. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we didn't who go can for that feature. Leather. Yeah, no, we're not I want going. basic. I want yeah. I want manual locks and doors. You yeah. know, like yeah. A CD player, probably. I, I don't not. want autopilot. No. I don't. I, I want someone pi- filing yeah. that fucking thing. Oh man. So what is uh, 200 days, you know, you're on the road like what is it like coming home? Obviously the first day is just exhaustion, I'm sure and, and kind of catch up on that, but it's got to be kind of hard in a way to balance two two lives of one being on the road and then two trying to be present locally, you know, whether friends, family. And we're getting the Oprah part of the show. Well, now that you bring it up. Let's talk. It's, it's therapy time with Tim Castleman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your childhood. Nah, man, going home is awesome. Like next week, also known as a week ago. Yes. Uh, we have had and have a week, actually one <laughs> week off, which is really exciting. Like this is our first one this year. So we have no shows next weekend. Right. No shows. No shows. Last weekend we had no shows. Two is weeks that, ago. Two is weeks that a ago. good thing or a bad thing? It's fine. It's yeah. just fine. I mean, dude, you got to take a week. You got to take four or five days off every once in a while or you will go crazy. So, you know, I'm going to a wedding in Nashville. He's going to sit on his couch and hang with my dogs. Hang, hang around, you know. Maybe go outside and sit on my deck. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty amazing. Both. Um, Both. Yeah, watch, right? watch the Rangers, you know, lose. <laughs> we, we make sure to fit in, you know, a couple, you know, we like to get away sometimes and it's important, like taking little vacations, if you want to call them that. This just segment is brought away. to you by Southwest Airlines. So, like, where's your guys' face, uh, favorite place to escape to? I'm going to Mexico in June. And I can't wait to sit there on the beach and just sit there and drink and then nap and then eat and then drink and then nap and then sleep and then eat and then drink and then nap. Yes. So that's every vacation I've ever taken to Mexico. It's yeah. pretty awesome. That's yeah. all I want to do. Beach, drink, sleep, eat. Yeah, we're going yeah. to Playa del Carmen in a couple of weeks, and that's that's on the agenda. Yeah. 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 Y'all, y'all should hang out. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's just great because I, I don't know. We're staying at some place a friend of ours booked, you know, but like last year we stayed there and we would just like go down to the beach and be like, yeah, we want to sit here. And someone from the resort would come and like put your shit out and put a thing out, you know, and give you give them like $3 American and they're like, who do you want killed? Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. Like, I just was saying thank you. You know, like they're just yeah. so they're just like what the fuck? Like you know, they're so kind. It's like oh, all I have is a quarter, and they're like thank you. You know, and yeah, it's just like you talk great. to them, they're like they're making like eight bucks a day. You know, and you're like I wouldn't do this shit for eight bucks an hour. You yeah. know, and they're like digging. Like I would like a pig roasted right here. Yeah. Like yes, senor, right away. You know, you're like holy shit, what's going on? So Man. Mexico for you? Yeah, me. I'm gonna be sitting and doing nothing. Well, no, I know, but like, do you like to go, or are you more like a homebody? No, like, no. When you're I mean, I want to go to a beach. I, it's I'm, I'm waiting on the wife lady to tell me where we're going and when she can go because I right now I don't know where we can go 
but I want to go somewhere. Now, does your wife, does she have a regular job? Does she work or does she? Yeah, do? she has a real job. Like right. a, grown up, a real grown-up job. Yeah, one of those nine-to-five things. Yeah. They're so, awesome, right? Because they give a little stability, but they also suck because when you can be the rock star and party or yeah. take time off, she's like, no, I, I you know. I, yeah, I mean. I, uh, you're, but his wife likes to have fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah, in, in the early not. days, she would come out every once in a while with us. Like, if we had like a day, you know, like one night or something. Uh, down and back, you're right. But, yeah, but. I don't know. She's like, nah. Yeah. She hates it. She's like, man, I don't know how y'all do it. You sit in the car all day just talking gibberish, <laughs> listening to shitty music, and just talking shit, basically. And then, you know, but the, turn around yeah, and do it again. We talk gibberish and do that. And then also, the when we're on tour and in the van, it's pretty much our office. I mean, that's where we get most of the work done. We got the computer up. We got the cell phones out. We're making phone calls. We're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's a really good time to get work done when we're on tour. I mean, if you think about it, really, your guys' job as musicians have really expanded because you got social media you got to deal with now right you got facebook and fucking instagram and twitter and you got to you got to and periscope and whatever you know periscope's the new i don't want to know i don't want to know about it i don't want to know facebook twitter instagram that's all i freaking care about right i won't know about anything else until i have to you got to update every day right you got to find something you can send a photo of and post it online you know like hey we got arrested where are the o's oh no do we foreshadowing yeah that's, that happens. That's Shut in the, the future. hell up. Yeah, oh, right. shit. I don't like that. Oh, sorry. Did, did, okay. Well, you guys said you were down to party. I didn't realize. Yeah. I thought we were going to do like heroin from a fire hose or something. I didn't realize I was here with the minor league team. It's fine. It's no yeah. big deal. Like, we'll, we'll put some bumper cars up. So yeah. I know you got the new album. You guys are raising some money to help offset the cost of recording. Let me ask this question in general. Like, why albums? This is something that I, if, if albums aren't selling well and most people like a song, what is the point of still releasing an album in this day and age? Well, I mean, to me, you want to have, like, the fans, you know, you want to give them something to listen to. Like, one song only lasts three minutes. So, an album lasts 40 minutes. I think we talked about this earlier, right? Yeah, I don't believe that everybody is geared towards the single. I refuse to believe that. And I believe that there are still hardcore music fans out there that want a complete work. And I think that the second that people start stop giving up on, on that dream, then there will be nobody left that wants to listen to a full album and I don't want to be a part of, of the downfall of the album. So, you know, I, that being said, we'll put out this album and we'll see what happens and maybe we'll just put out singles after that. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> you know? like, no, I, a year I just, from now, yeah, we'll only do singles. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Again, I want the loose change if that if sure. that thing takes off. But like one of the nice things about technology is something like Pledge Music where before it was like, shit, how are we going to pay for it? Now it's like, hey, we can put this out to our existing fan base and they can kind of help offset the cost of that and they get some really cool prizes or experiences and things like that. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you guys are doing with Pledge Music and uh, one, uh, what you're doing to Two, kind of some of the prizes that you guys are throwing out, and three, and the most important part, how people can help support the up. First and foremost, the Pledge Music thing is a platform to pre-order our new album. That's what it is. It's like if you're a fan of the band, you want to be the first person to get the album, you can help yourself by getting the album first, and you can help us by go ahead and paying for the album. We'll take that money, use it to record with. Once it's done, you'll be the first. Like We will sit down, and we will sign X amount of albums, and you will get it very, very first and foremost. So it's first and foremost a platform to pre-order our stuff on top of that john yeah i mean well that's basically what it is you pre-order but yeah i mean you also we threw in some other stuff just because you know if you want to pledge more than 20 bucks or whatever it is or it's 10 for a download 20 for the album Yeah, 10 for a digital download uh, 20 for a physical signed album and then 
you know, for forty dollars you get a and... you get a t shirt and a hat, or for sixty dollars you get the album and a hoodie. It's yeah, like an got, album and a what? An you album you and got something. a banjo lesson, although those are all sold out. Sorry, banjo people. Yeah. Right, you're all right. sold out immediately. Yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. That was one of those things that you put on there. You're like, man, what if no one wants it? I'll feel kind of like an idiot. But luckily, that was one of the first things that went. So I don't feel like a total idiot. So but. you've got that right. You've got the uh, hot air balloon ride is still on the market. It's still on the market. Yeah. You, first of all, you guys, we're gonna give the URL. You guys got to go check out your guys' video. I loved it. I watched it with the alligator. Right, and everything right. like yeah, that. I don't want to spoil combat. it. Yeah, but you guys got to go fucking catch that. That was hilarious. And the guy with the money, I was just, I died the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, these guys know how to fucking put together a little rock and roll clip right there. So so that was good. So you've got that. You've got uh, a night with the O's, right? I mean, you got a drinking. Thing. I mean, you got a, a private uh, show. I mean, there's a uh, really... basketball game with the O's. Yeah. I mean, uh, just a bunch of stuff that, you know, we've done this with Kickstarter for the last album. And. I'll tell you this much. It was a lot of fun. Like the private shows that we did, every single one of them was 100% worth it. Going to these people's houses, um, they have their friends and their family, and they think it's the coolest thing that you're there. And our fans are the coolest people ever. They're all so cool, and we're really lucky that our fans are great. Especially in like a lot of our fans are into like craft beer, and they respect that we like Miller Lite. So it works out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love that. Other than Deep Ellen Brew, of course. Deep Ellen Brew from Dallas, Texas is the best beer, the best craft beer in the entire world. With a brand new summer IPA. Yeah, easy peasy IPA. Go to deepellenbrewing.com. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Commercial there. I'm sorry. My eyes rolled back in my head. Forgive me. So the pledge music thing, obviously they can do that where, I mean, people can find you guys at wearethos.com right correct. that is your website and you, you're getting to get a brand new website uh, here pretty soon we have we man. have a new one coming up man cheap it's looking alert, good that's right yeah yeah right lubbockwebguy.com lubbockwebguy.com headed up by the great chase Chase is ripping a brand new website. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to have, like, basically, it navigates for you. It's right. like a really intuitive and knows exactly what you want to look for. And it makes you stronger, tanner, mm-hmm. smarter, kind of yep. everything. It does not take pictures of you or anything like that. You no, know, it's not uh, one of those, it, no spoiler, but there might be a blowjob chair on one of the URLs. Just okay. saying, you go there, you know, special. <laughs> and if people want to pre order the new album, which is called again Honeycomb. Honeycomb. Okay. What is the best place for them to go find out more about the Pledge Music, the campaign, and, and pledge their support? You would go to Pledge Music dot com backslash projects backslash honeycomb that's right i actually got a better one for you guys go to two drink tim.com slash the o's again two drink tim.com slash the o's and that will take you right to the pledge music camp yeah and we'll cool. have a link up on our website we post about it on facebook twitter a lot and we'll be doing it a lot more since the campaign just started so there are Lots of easy ways to find out how to uh, pre-order our album, help us out through this journey of the crazy music industry in 2015. Yeah, we talked about social media. Give the uh, plug the uh, Facebook URL. Uh, Facebook.com backslash we are the O's. Uh, Twitter.com backslash we are the O's and believe it or not, Instagram.com backslash we are the O's. Wait, wait, that's too easy. That is that's so easy that everyone has to get on there and, and join, right? Yeah, and if you want to just go to one site and you want to just click on buttons to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, go to wearetheos.com. Oh. There's a button. There are buttons in the top right-hand corner. You can buttons. go to every single one of our social media stuff as of right now. That's yeah. badass. All right, well, look, I want to keep talking for hours, but you guys got this pesky thing called a show. We yeah. Gotta, well, we just, gotta, yeah we why don't we pl- go to the bar and continue talking, but just not with a microphone on? Oh, well, okay. Well, there goes my Done. evening yeah. plans right there. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for thanks, listening. Tim. Yeah, thanks, Thank man. you, guys. This was fucking amazing. We're going to do it again. We had a blast. Uh, yeah, when, when next time, you know, when the Platinum album comes out, we'll uh, we'll have you back on. Sweet. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And he, I like you that he's a seer. Yeah, you know? yeah, he yeah. sees the I'm a future. believer. Yeah, I'm a believer. I believe you guys are picking up the check for drinks <laughs> in about 20 minutes. All right, thanks, everybody. Have a good time. We'll see you real soon. Adios.